Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Mean O' Lion Media presents Pregnancy Pearls. Meet Dr. Nicole Plenty, a double board certified OBGYN and high risk pregnancy expert. She's brilliant, well researched, and feisty. Growing tired of seeing complications of pregnancy that could have been prevented, she wanted a way to empower women through knowledge because, as she says, all doctors aren't created equal. This quest to educate women birthed this podcast, Pregnancy Pearls, with Dr. Plenty. Thanks for listening to Pregnancy Pearls with me, Dr. Nicole Plenty. I so appreciate you guys coming back every week and checking out the show. I especially appreciate you guys taking the time to leave comments and send these DMs to let me know what you want to hear about next. So based on the comments, today we're going to discuss back pain and aches and pains in pregnancy. So there are many reasons for people to experience generalized pain, especially back pain in pregnancy. Some pain could be caused by issues like preterm labor or labor pains in itself. If you are, uh, if you're less than 37 weeks, that would be preterm labor. If you're over 37 weeks, those would be contractions and labor. But pregnancy in itself is not painless. It is a painful experience. So you can have generalized aches and pains, uh, which we physicians coin as discomforts of pregnancy. In the first trimester, the cramping that you feel is just your uterus um, and the uterine cavity expanding into a little round cubby or a little cocoon um, when it's used to being flat in the inside like a pancake. And so you're going to feel cramping like pretty bad menstrual cramps initially. Um, and that, so some people feel like when they have that positive pregnancy test, oh, I thought my period was going to come on because... I was cramping a lot and then all of a sudden it just didn't come on. Well, that's because your cavity is now getting used to something being inside it when it had nothing inside it before. Then as the uterus grows, the ligaments, the round ligaments, you have sacrospinous ligaments, you have all these ligaments that are anchoring the uterus down into the pelvis, right? But as the uterus grows into the abdomen, which is actually the belly, so when you put your hand on your belly button, that's the abdomen, okay? So as a uterus grows into the abdomen from the pelvis, those ligaments have to stretch to keep up. They don't just stay in the pelvis. They're going to stretch to keep up with a growing uh, uterus. And so you're going to feel those stretch. So sometimes you may feel lower abdominal pain, low back pain, side pain. Oh, no, now it's the other side. And so these are all normal. And some people come in with really bad pain and they're like, oh, my goodness, Dr. Plenty, I just have so much pain. I'm not really sure what's causing it. You know, once we rule out everything, it's just that it's round ligament pain. It's ligamental pain in pregnancy, or it's just discomforts of pregnancy. But the key is we have to rule it out. So you may hear your OBGYN or your pregnancy provider say round ligament pain lasts until about 20 weeks. Well, after that, we rule out all your issues that could be causing pain. And then we use the overarching term of discomforts of pregnancy okay so that's just an overarching term because people are like what's that mean it means that there's nothing wrong with you except for that you're pregnant 
And we can't really explain it except for that you're pregnant. And uh, we want you to feel okay because your baby's great, but you're just pregnant, okay? Some reasons for body pain that need urgent help and urgent attention, though, chest pain, okay? If your chest hurts, that always requires some attention. So if you have re acid reflux, this can present like a heart attack. So you should be on something like Tums or Pepsid um, or Protonics. If you get no relief from this, you should go to your OB triage or ER because you need to make sure that you're not having a heart attack or something, okay? Most of the time, though, there's a difference between the symptoms associated with acid reflux and actual chest pain, okay? Most of the time, acid reflux is going to cause like a burning sensation in your chest. Some people have associated um, belching. Some people have nausea and vomiting. Sometimes it can, it can change. That pain increases um, with food or certain types of food. That's how that clues us into more acid reflux versus a tightness that you feel, something squeezing um, in your chest would be what we would be more concerned of with a heart attack or a pain that's constant doesn't go away would be what we're more concerned about. You know, if you have acid reflux and you think it's acid reflux, but it's not going away with your traditional medicine, always just go in, right? It's better to be safe than to be sorry. So just go in, they'll draw some labs, they'll do an exam to make sure that you're not having, you know, something else besides acid reflux, which, you know, a heart attack would be what we're most concerned about. But there's other things that can cause you to have uh, chest pain as well. Abdominal pain that's severe. So if you have really bad pain, okay, it could be discomforts. I have people that say they have really, really bad pain that I go and do evaluation and I still chalk it up to discomfort. And that's okay, but I have to know that I've chalked it up for discomfort. So if it's severe, if you can't sit down, if you can't lay down, then you need to seek help. If you're bleeding, this is always an emergency, okay? This could be a placental abruption. If you have abdominal pain and vaginal bleeding, it is a placental abruption until proven otherwise. A placental abruption is when the placenta separates prematurely from the inside of the uterus. Okay, The baby needs the placenta. That's how the baby gets blood, um, blood flow from you, okay, through the placenta. And so if the baby's not getting good blood flow, then the baby could pass away and you could lose a lot of blood so that uh, you have two patients we worry about you and the baby so vaginal bleeding abdominal pain even if it's not heavy vaginal bleeding okay because if you're not dilated you're not going to have a whole bunch of hosing or of bleeding okay it could be entrapped inside of your uterus and we not see as much blood so you have to go in so we can do an ultrasound to evaluate you further to make sure there's nothing going on with the baby Head and neck pain that's 10 out of 10 or that doesn't go away with Tylenol, even if it's not the worst head of your, uh, headache of your life, is also considered something that's urgent and that needs attention, okay? So people that are pregnant are predisposed to, pre, uh, to uh, aneurysms. This is the time it presents itself. Why? Because your blood volume doubles in pregnancy. So if you have what's called a thunderclap headache, or a 10 out of 10 headache, you feel like you've been hit by a Mack truck, you take in a gram of Tylenol, it's not going away, always go in. That will require a full evaluation. They're going to do uh, a neurologic exam. If there's anything abnormal in your neurologic exam or they give you medicines and it doesn't go away, then the next thing they're going to do is do some imaging of your brain. 
Okay, they're going to either do a CT scan, which is probably the quickest thing to do, or an MRI. Yes, in this situation, even if you are pregnant, then that CT scan would need to be done. One CT scan in pregnancy is not going to be harmful and could be life-saving if you have um, a headache. People that are at increased risk of headaches that lead to stroke, okay? If you have autoimmune disorders that affect your vasculature, so lupus, um, if you have uh, sickle cell anemia, you could be having a, a pain crisis that can affect the vessels in your brain. Okay, that could those vessels can tear if you have a, a acute pain crisis and cause you to bleed out and have a stroke. So you are predisposed to have headaches that call that are really symptoms of stroke. So you need to go in immediately if you have a 10 out of 10 headache. And really anybody, even if you're not pregnant, if you have the worst headache of your life and you take Tylenol and that headache is not gone or decreasing in 30 minutes, just go in. Like you should never have the worst headache of your life. And you could be having migraines, right? Some people are like, maybe it's a migraine. Well, if you've never been formally diagnosed with migraines, then don't assume you just got a newly diagnosed migraine on your own, okay? Let somebody diagnose you with the migraine. So you go to the ER and let them tell you it's a migraine after they rule out that uh, you've had a stroke or something, okay? So 10 out of 10 headache, don't chalk it up to maybe I now have migraines. No, you're going to go in and get evaluated to make sure there's nothing else going on um, in your head. So... Okay, I know these are like all broad topics because we're talking about generalized pain and pregnancy. And I could really talk about a whole bunch of stuff uh, and a whole bunch of organ systems. But I think it's better for us to go straight to the cases so that we can gain a little bit more direction on this broad topic. So medical intern, what's our first case? Our first case is a 19 year old who is 18 weeks pregnant with her first child. She presents because she has belly pain, mostly on the right side of her abdomen. That's been present for two days. She has associated nausea and vomiting. She does not think that she has a fever, but feels fatigue and experienced chills last night. She cannot lay on her right side due to the pain now. She does not have vaginal bleeding. She called her provider's on-call office with the symptoms and was told to take Tylenol, but she can't keep anything down. So she's presenting for a second opinion. Okay, so just listening to this, it sounds like, you know, could it be just discomforts of pregnancy? Yes. I mean, you have some associated nausea and vomiting. You could have nausea and vomiting. But the thing that that stands out to me is that you have abdominal pain that's constant and that's only been present for two days and you know exactly where your pain is. It's on your right side. Usually people that have discomforts of pregnancy, I say, well, where is the pain? They say all over, right? All over. They point everywhere and I'm pressing everywhere and they're like, yeah, sort of hurts there, sort of hurts there. This patient is saying it's on my right side. I can't lay on my right side. I have nausea and vomiting. It's been exactly two days. I don't think I have a fever, but I have chills which to me means you probably have a fever and you probably haven't checked your temperature, right? Because why are you having chills and you don't have a fever? You probably have a fever. You can't lay on your right side, which to me means that your abdomen is getting a little bit acute. You're not bleeding, which tells me that maybe this is not an abruption, which I would be surprised if you had an abruption at 18 weeks. Anyway, that would be really early for you to have a placental abruption. So I'm glad that you're not bleeding. I'm mad that they just told you to take some Tylenol 
Because if you can't lay down, I need to see you. So for me, this is acute appendicitis until proven otherwise, right? Why are you having right lower quadrant pain, nausea and vomiting? This is classic. Nausea and vomiting, right lower quadrant pain, fever, okay? That's acute appendicitis. You need, a, you need a CT scan to rule it out. And I know that people think, okay, you are pregnant, so I'm going to think pregnancy only. But you're 19, and you have symptoms. Let's remove the pregnancy from it, and let's figure out what else is down there that's causing me to have this pain. Let's rule out the baby, okay? After the baby's okay, we got to make sure that nothing else is going on. Because this is how people get in real bad trouble in pregnancy because we forget, oh yeah, there's other stuff down there besides the the uterus <laughs> and the ovaries. So the first thing that's most life-threatening is appendicitis, right? So you need um, a, CP, a CT appy protocol. Yep, we're going to do that. And yep, it's going to cause you to have a little bit of radiation. But it's, all, it's less than one rad of radiation to the baby. It is not going to cause anything bad to happen to the baby. Less than one rad is not associated with anything bad. If you have more than five to 10 rads of radiation, uh, which would be equivalent to more than five CT scans, then that can be associated with neonatal anemia, neonatal increased risk of neonatal um, leukemias, um, uh, specifically um, acute uh, um, ALL or, or acute lymphocytic leukemia. But um Usually that's way more than 10 rads if we talk about ALL or the leukemias and lymphomas of childhood. So I would not worry about that with one CT scan, but you definitely do need um, to rule out appendicitis, okay? Because you sound like you have an acute abdomen with pain over your appendix. And the only time I wouldn't do that is if you told me, well, Dr. Plenty, I already got my appendix taken out when I was, well, I don't know, 14. Then I would say, okay, well, it can't be appendicitis because you already got your appendix taken out. But right now, it's acute appendicitis. The other thing that could be causing you to have some pain is that your ovary could be torsed. Now, ovarian torsion in pregnancy is super rare, right? Because as your uterus goes into the abdomen, the the ovaries are usually right by the uterus. So it's hard for them to twist. It's hard for your ovary to twist and torse. So ovarian torsion is super rare, but we still got to do an ultrasound to rule it out and make sure we have normal flow to that ovary. Otherwise we could lose the ovary. And right now you're 18 weeks. So if we had to operate and take the appendix out. This will be a great time to operate. Even if you were further along or earlier, you still have to operate because acute appendicitis is just that that acute like you you got to treat you for that because that could be life-threatening but if you have ovarian torsion and it's an ovary that's causing an issue you have mass on the ovary that's twisting then 18 weeks is a great time to operate okay that's the lowest risk the second trimester is the lowest risk to the fetus so I would definitely rule out ovarian torsion a definitely highest on my list would be acute appendicitis and then, yes, you could have something else going on with your bowel. It could be just constipation could cause this kind of pain. Um, you could have ligamental pain that could be causing this. And maybe we need to give you some other type of pain medicine um, acutely while you're in um, the ER setting to control your pain. But we got to rule those things out. So my case pearl is common is common. Just because you're pregnant does not mean symptoms can be attributed only to pregnancy. Acute appendicitis should always be ruled out if symptoms meet criteria.
Okay, what's our next case? Our second case is a 39-year-old who is 24 weeks pregnant with her second child. She has lower back pain that's been persistent for four weeks now. She also has lower abdominal pain. She denies contractions, vaginal bleeding, and leakage of fluid. She denies fever, chills, nausea, and vomiting, and she also denies trauma. She has taken Tylenol and still has mild aches and pains all over her abdomen. She presents for a second opinion because she feels like her symptoms are getting worse. This happened through her entire first pregnancy, and she doesn't want to feel this way with this one. Okay, so this one sounds like this is just normal discomforts of pregnancy, but I would do a full history and physical exam just to make sure nothing else is going on. And so um, things like constipation. So it's very common for pregnant women to be constipated. Why? Because progesterone in pregnancy slows down your digestion. It slows down motility through the GI tract. And so people can become constipated and have generalized abdominal pain just because they're not having regular bowel movement. So I would definitely tell you to increase the amount of fiber in your diet. Um, make sure you're drinking a lot of water. So you should be drinking about 80 to 100 ounces of water a day to make sure you stay regular and make sure you stay hydrated. Um, you should take Tylenol if you need to. Um, you can wear a pregnancy belt to help lift the pel- help lift the uterus out of the pelvis some. Um, that'll help some with your discomforts. Um, you can take Benadryl to help you sleep at night. After you get through with all of those things, if we rule out everything, you're not in preterm labor, you're not contracting, you're not bleeding, um, your belly is soft, um, you're having regular bowel movements, you're not vomiting, you don't have a fever or signs of infection, then we have to chalk this up to discomforts of pregnancy, which means Tylenol, Benadryl to help you sleep, wearing a pregnancy belt. We may have to do some stretching exercises. Um, that is important to do some stretching exercises just to make sure that um, those ligaments that are stretching to keep up, we can do some things to help relax that. Um, you are going to have more back pain. We can do some stretching exercises to help relieve those back pains. I'll actually post that on my social media so you can have it. But after you do your stretching exercises and after you wear your maternity belt, there's not a lot we can do to 100% alleviate um, all your discomforts. I know that you said this happened through your entire first pregnancy and you got through it, right? I know you don't want to feel this way with this one, but... Rest assured that we want to make sure you feel better, but I want you to have realistic expectations about how you should feel in pregnancy and what the warning signs should be for you to go to the ER and when you should seek a second opinion. Because if it's mild aches and pains and all of your vital signs are normal, I mean, your blood pressure, your pulse is normal, you're not bleeding, you're not leaking fluid, um, you don't have a fever, you can keep food down, you can do your day-to-day work, then you're probably okay. And we just need to take some symptomatic medicines. That is what I would encourage. Some stretching exercises, perhaps uh, some relaxation techniques, some meditation, um, getting a pregnancy massage, wearing a maternity belt. I don't think people understand the importance of wearing a maternity belt, okay? Because I feel like people come in, they're like, oh my God, Dr. Plenty, I have so much lower abdominal pain. And the first thing I'm gonna say is, did you wear a maternity belt? And they'll be like, no. Like, get you one. <laughs> get you a maternity belt. Help lift this baby out of the pelvis. 
Now, I know you guys have seen all of those little like TikTok videos with, you know, this is how you can help your wife. And you have the man lifting the belly for five minutes or five seconds for the wife. And you see her face like, oh, and then he gently puts the belly back down. And she's like, oh, that is what a maternity belt does for you without having your husband having to lift your belly. So get you a maternity belt. Those things actually work. No, they're not going to relieve your pressure 100% because guess what? I mean, you're carrying a baby that you can't put down and babies are heavy. And as you go into the second and third trimester, I mean, your kid is going to be between seven and eight pounds when the baby's born. You are carrying a weight you cannot put down. So I tell people all the time, this is not a painless situation. Think about it. If you have two pounds of weight in your arm, right? It's not that big of a deal. You're going to lift that weight. You're going to be like, ah, I can throw this across the room. Boom. Throw the weight across the room, right? But what if you had to carry that weight all day in the same hand and not put the weight down for nine months? And that's just two pounds, okay? Think about if every couple of weeks I switched it. Now, I didn't let you put it down, but I switched the weight from two pounds to, okay, next month, three pounds. I mean, how would the muscles in your arm feel, okay? This is what the uterus is going through for nine months of pregnancy. So it's not going to be a painless situation. It's also why you have to drink water. I know that you guys listen to this podcast. Oh, I appreciate you guys. Oh, I do. But you know that I think that water is a cure-all. Why? Because the uterus is a big muscle. Because what happens when the uterus gets dehydrated? When muscles get dehydrated, they spasm. They contract. And so if you stay hydrated, it is like the cure-all for like half the pregnancy complications you can have. So that is why this whole muscle that you, you know, this muscle that's holding this two pound weight that can't ever put down, that gets fatigued, oxygen is delivered through water, right? So you need water to deliver oxygen to your muscles. Same thing, the uterus is a big muscle, so drink more water and that will help with some of your discomforts. But the pregnancy belt sort of helps your uterus sort of hang on to the baby. So it needs that, that help lifting the baby out of the pelvis and that will in turn help you. I'm sorry that you're feeling this type of pain, but I do think it's normal. But if you are concerned, I definitely think you need a physical exam. Definitely. My case pearl for this case is pregnancy is an uncomfortable state, but you get a baby out of it, which is a blessing. All right, medical intern. Any email questions? Yes. This one says, Dr. Plenty, I'm 34 weeks pregnant with my first child. I have a history of thyroid disease, but no other issues, and my thyroid hormones are normal as of last week. I have generalized aches and pains, but I can deal with that. My main issue is that I have wrist pain that started about a month ago. My wrists are now weak, and it hurts to hold objects. Is this normal, and will it go away? I feel like I I, sh- I did a whole episode on this. or No, I didn't. I should, though, because... This is common, right? I had the same thing, this whole carpal tunnel of pregnancy. So the median nerve runs under this uh, median nerve sheath that's in your wrist. And the median nerve is going to innervate pretty much the middle three fingers. 
and the lateral half of your pinky finger. Um, the med excuse me, the medial half of your pinky finger, I'm sorry. And so that is what's going to innervate or basically get send signals to those fingers. So if you tap, if you tap on that nerve, if you tap on your wrist, it's going to cause pain. So that's how you know if you have carpal tunnel, real carpal tunnel, even outside of pregnancy. But in pregnancy, because of hormones that are circulating, and some people say because certain antibodies that are circulating, because most people, some people that have autoimmune disorders or maybe predisposed to autoimmune disorders have this at a higher incidence than those that are not, although there's no specific antibodies we can test for for this, um, have higher incidence of carpal tunnel uh, pregnancy. And that's just that. It's like carpal tunnel-like symptoms because in pregnancy, right? Because you're not holding anything yet. It's just that your hands are weak. You have carpal tunnel-like symptoms during the pregnancy. And usually that is worsened by calcium deficiency. So the first thing we're going to do is tell you to increase your amount of calcium that you're taking. So increase your calcium, um, eat foods that are high in calcium. But realistically, um, friend of the podcast, I had this symptom and my sister had this symptom and it does not usually 100% go away um, until after pregnancy. So I would advise you to try to use your hands less. If you are a person that works at a desk, you may want to get yourself one of those keyboard rests, those wrist wrist rests so that you can support your wrists. Um, and you also may want to wear, you should wear wrist splints so that you can, um, not move your wrist so much that can help, um, prevent this from worsening, okay? Usually after pregnancy, it will get better. I'm not going to lie to you and tell you you're going to deliver and all of a sudden it's going to be gone, right? So people that have gestational diabetes, once the placenta is out, we don't even check their finger sticks anymore. We're like, oh, you're cured. <laughs> we don't check your finger sticks anymore because we know it's hormones from the placenta that causes it. And then we check them at their six weeks postpartum visit and they either have ongoing insulin resistance or not. Okay, this is not that kind of situation. It's not like the baby comes out and we're like, oh, you're cured. You no longer have wrist pain. Uh-uh. This, this took me some months to move past, okay? It took me some months to not have this. Um, I, I'm talking like three, four months postpartum. But the good thing is it will go away. You do need to wear wrist splints. You do need to make sure you're increasing your calcium. You do need to drink plenty of water, um, but it will go away. So you don't have per permanent carpal tunnel. The bad thing is it'll get a little bit worse because you're going to hold that baby all the time, right? You're going to hold that baby all the time and nothing in you is going to tell you not to hold your baby as much, which means you're going to be using your wrist more. So it's going to be very important that you are, 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 diligently wearing those wrist splints to not make this any worse okay so wear your wrist splints um, if it does get worse to the point where you're dropping objects um, and you feel like you can't hold your baby then your OBGYN can refer you to um, to orthopedic surgeon and what they'll do is they'll give you a steroid injection to help with that wrist pain um, and rarely you may need to be treated surgically if you have ongoing pain, but usually they're going to wait till after six months to see if you have, you know, any permanent, uh, sustained carpal tunnel or sustained pain. Okay. But usually, and I've seen hundreds of patients that have this symptom, it usually goes away. Some people it goes away by six weeks. A lot of people it takes longer than that, but it does go away. All right. So I think that that's all the cases we have to today. And my medical intern is shaking her head. Yes, 
So thank you guys so much for listening to Pregnancy Pearls Podcast. I hope you've learned more about what's normal and what's abnormal when it comes to discomforts of pregnancy. If you've been listening, you know that I am the co-author of the book, Chronicles of Women in White Coats 3. You can purchase the book via my link tree on any of my social media platforms. Thank you for everybody who supported those thus far. We are now Amazon bestsellers. So we are bestsellers now. So thank you guys for purchasing the book. We had an ebook campaign about a week and a half, two weeks ago, and um, it was a huge success. So thank you guys. Um, if you or someone you know has had a pregnancy complication or unique pregnancy situation, let me know about it. Email me at pregnancypearls at gmail.com to hear your topic or case discussed on one of our podcast episodes. Also, remember to follow me on Instagram at pregnancy underscore pearls and Facebook at pregnancy pearls. So don't ask me. Somebody asked me like, Dr. Penny, why did you um, not put Facebook at pregnancy underscore pearls? Well, because I really wanted Instagram to be pregnancy pearls, but it was already taken. So just don't forget the underscore in pregnancy pearls on Instagram. So also make sure to subscribe to the YouTube channel at youtube.com forward slash pregnancy pearls with Dr. Penny for more quick talks about pregnancy complications. In closing, remember to advocate for yourself. You are your biggest advocate and no one knows what's going on with your body except for you. Thanks for listening. Bye. Pregnancy Pearls is hosted by Dr. Nicole Lee Plenty. Produced by Nicole Plenty and Janine Brunson Johnson. Executive producer, Ken Johnson. Find Pregnancy Pearls on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Please subscribe and rate. The content of this podcast is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice for diagnosis or treatment of individual medical conditions. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified health provider with specific questions regarding a medical condition. Pregnancy Pearls is a mean old lion media production pulling up to mickey d's just for drinks oh yeah that's me nothing extra just perfection and a straw coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block because there are drinks then there are drinks from mcdonald's mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for a dollar 49 perfect with our classic fries Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.